Get fucking booster, everybody. I got a booster and I'm fine. My wife didn't get a booster. Guess what? Sick as a goddamn dog. So get a booster, everyone. I don't know what you're waiting for. Hey, Michigan, I see you out there. Get boosted. Idaho, get your ass boosted. Florida, whatever. But Texas, get boosted. God damn it. California, get out of Dodger Stadium. Get boosted. All the other states also get boosted. Listen, one of the best things about getting a booster shot is that you can say I'm boosted. And now on with the show. Who are you? How did you get in my house? I mean, you've never asked that question before, and you never will again. What? Ah, he's got a gun! Oh, I wish. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Andrew. I saw this movie not nine hours ago, and I am bushed, man. Fucking exhausted. When you texted me that, because uh, <laughs> I was like, why is Chris taking so long to answer? Because I was like, do you want to record tomorrow morning? Right. And it was like three hours later when you responded. And I was like, what is going on? Did he fall asleep early or something? <laughs> and uh, you texted me right as I was going to bed. I had a feel. I was like, I should probably, I was like, he might be in bed right now, but I really should answer now. Rather than me wake up at seven in the morning and then wait until you text me at 10 or whatever. But yeah, I turned to Melinda and I was like, oh, that's why. I was sitting in the credits while I was texting you. I was in the credits and I was like, and now I can record. Uh, Fantastic. How are you? Oh, I'm tired. Other than feeling the Batman fever. I haven't even showered yet. I haven't done anything. Listen, if you're on the Let's Get Intimate tier of Patreon, it's more... Like, let's get nasty today, because it's really, wow, I haven't done, I ain't done nothing, and I'm not going to. Meanwhile, I got up two hours before the rest of my family so I could go out and buy bananas. That's a true story. That's great. That's great. What time does your family get up again? They get up at like nine, don't yeah, they? They get yeah. up kind of late. Yeah, yeah, we get up at, we get up around nine, nine, ten, somewhere in that area. Yeah. Today, I slept in because my kid got up at 6.30. Oh, <laughs> I was like, when he gets up that early, you get to sleep in. Nope. And then I, I realize, yeah, yeah, wow, that uh, your life blows. Yeah, 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 yeah. How are you? Uh, good. Wait, how are the bananas? Finish the story. I mean, that's the end of the story. I haven't had any yet. I, I literally because I wasn't. I, it occurred to me while I was in the car getting them that I had not finished getting my notes. For today. Right, right. And, it, and I was like, I have like two hours left. And so I like ran in, I grabbed a bunch of bananas, I ran home, I threw them on the You're shelf. Like, I can watch this movie again? Yeah, well, I wanted to. That was the goal. I was going to try to see it again. But I ran home, I threw the bananas down, and then I just watched a bunch of stuff about Easter eggs and and took notes. Great. I did not do that. I took some notes, but I did not watch these. I wanted to watch like Easter eggs and stuff like that. And then I was like, that ain't happening. I'm yeah. going to record about this and. Did you see minutes. the post credit scene? Uh, I mean. <laughs> We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Wait, wait, go back to the bananas one more time. We need to have a discussion about bananas. When you buy a banana. First of all, nobody buys a banana. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. I'll see people. They'll have those at like a store. Yeah. 50 cents for a banana. And I'm like, who's buying those? Yeah. Who's looking at that banana going like, you know what I need right now? Who's that health conscious in the morning? Because it's for breakfast usually, right? Who's that health conscious in the morning? But they're not health conscious enough to do it in advance. Right. That's the thing. If you're that conscious, if your life is that organized. You're like, oh, shit, I'm hungover. I drank too much last night. (laughs) 
<laughs> I gotta get some potassium. Quick. That potassium's looking real good. Yeah. That banana's looking real good right now. Oh, uh, do I want runny eggs and bacon? Or <laughs> is it, what color is the banana when you're buying it? Preferably a bright yellow for me. Really? Yeah. Like, so more closer to the end. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not the, I, I, for me, it's right in the middle because I'm going to eat it real quick. It's true. Because we mostly use them for smoothies. So that's like, we'll each have a smoothie with two bananas in it. And that is one meal, four bananas done. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of bananas. Well, I, it's two people. Plus, Rowan eats them sometimes. Oh, you're saying. I'm saying, yeah, we'll each have a smoothie. We do two bananas in a smoothie, let's say. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That's a lot of bananas in one smoothie. Two bananas. Two bananas. It's, two, it's one more banana than you need. It in depends a on, I mean, we're not putting really anything else in it. Like I just, I just like banana smoothie? smoothies, yeah, and maybe a little bit of peanut butter. Ooh, that's a thick smoothie too. Uh, you're a thick smoothie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop it. You stop it. But go on. You know what I'm saying? I don't really like the green because it doesn't taste very good. It doesn't open very I like well. The, oh, I don't want to like have a good banana two weeks from now. No, no, no. I need a little bit. It's yellow, but a little bit of the green. You know, I like maybe. that a little bit. You know when you do, and it's got a little bit of the green. It's got kind of a tang to it, kind of like a. I like it. Yeah, I like it tastes that. like shit. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, no, you're incorrect <laughs> on that. Look, yeah. I'm indifferent when it comes. To, if it's bright yellow, that means it's like two days after a little bit of green. I'm fine with it. I'll accept it. I'll take it, but I'd rather have the little bit of green. I want it a little. Fir- I like my bananas a little firmer. You know what I mean? Oh, I do know what you mean. We can yeah. both agree. Yeah, hey, you know, go on. We can both agree that solid green or like very green and yellow with like some spots. Not good. No. Right. But right you know out. what I do with the yellow with spots? Here's what you if you're if you're liking the smoothies, take the yellow with spots, put them in a container, put them in the freezer, put them in the smoothie. I've tried that. You don't like it? It's Doesn't not that I you? didn't like it. It is more that it didn't work for me. It. uh they all freeze together, and I found it very difficult to, like, chunk off pieces of them. Oh, see, I'll just take, because the, then I'll just take, like, the whole banana and just the whole frozen Okay, because I, I did that with, like, two or three bananas, right. and then I had a rock made out of bananas. Well, you're making, but you're you're eating, like, four bananas a smoothie anyway or something, so just put that rock right in there. Right, 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 but my point is that I couldn't, though. It's too big to fit in the thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd have to put it in the cup. Got it. And freeze it in the cup. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Which I could do, I guess. But then it's still more, it's too much forethought. What if I wake up and I'm like, you know what, fuck that, I want a bagel. Yeah, if you're hungover (laughs) and you're looking at it and you're like, uh, do I want greasy eggs and bacon? Right. Or. And then I'm like, I got these fucking frozen bananas in my freezer that are going to take up space and then they get freezer burn after a while. Mmm, freezer burn bananas. No good. No, it's no good. It's no good at all. No. It's nothing like a freezer burned thick banana <laughs> or whatever whatever we're talking about or whatever the hell this is. That's good enough. Everybody, welcome to the media lunch break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news, all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and finally unfreeze that banana. My name is Chris Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Two points. One, I love that every time you do the intro, you lean a little bit more into a Gilbert Gottfried voice. I do. Yeah. Didn't know I was doing it, but now that you say it, makes just sense. this time I heard, ah, oh, yeah, welcome to the media lunch break. 
Secondly,、mm-hmm. I've heard that if your quote banana quote gets、um, frostbite,、Frozen、quote yeah, if it gets frostbite,、uh-huh. you're not supposed to unfreeze it until you get to the hospital、hmm. because. That's when the pain starts. Oh, but that's when it gets good. And it could be so bad that you may not be able to make it to the hospital. I'm less interested in the in that you know that fact, and more interested in the story behind why you need to know that fact. <laughs> I watch a lot of. This isn't true. I was going to say I watch a lot of Winter Olympics, <laughs> but I don't.、Uh, it's uh, I, uh, I did watch an interview. Where did the Winter Olympics with that fact come into play? Well, it's the、uh, the skiers. They because the wind because they're hitting the wind so fast it's、uh-huh. a real danger to the men that they could get frostbite. That has never been said on the Winter Olympics. I've never seen Mike Tirico. No, 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 no. I'm saying I watched、okay. an interview with one of with like an Olympic. Okay. I don't know. He was a medalist of some kind, but he was talking about how that's like a real danger and and it's actually a problem because the more layers you put on, the slower you go. Right. But the less layers you put on, the more frozen your willy is. Wow, interesting. That's called science. <laughs> yes, yeah. Deny that, Florida. <laughs> so Andrew, let's get the fuck into this because this movie was eight hours long. Oh my gosh, it's st- I'm still watching it. It finally <laughs> happened. Another Batman movie came out. <laughs> it's this is the eighth one this year. I believe the Batman is here. Everyone has seen it. If you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not going to see it because it feels like everybody already went to go see it. Yeah, and you've already heard everything about it. You've already heard everything about it except what we have to say, which、That's、is the、right. final say on the the Batman, the last chapter on the book. That's right. Shut it down after this. I like that we end up on all movies just being the guys who close the gate behind it. <laughs> so we'll get into this initial non-spoiler thoughts. What did you think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do some quick non-spoiler stuff. I, actually, I'm gonna throw it to you first. I'm curious on what you thought of this movie. I agree with Patrick H. Willems. I almost said I agree with you, but I agree with Patrick H. Willems, who's a video essayist. And he hasn't done one on this movie, but I saw an interview with him discussing the Batman. Okay, and he said, "quote It's a good movie and a very good Batman movie. I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it's an enjoyable Wait, film." Wait, are we out of the quote yet?、Oh, okay, no, yeah. we're, not, we're out of the quote. Now this、yes. is you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The,、uh, If you don't say unquote for the rest of the episode, I'm assuming this entire right, his, conversation his is a quote. Was, it's a good movie and a very good Batman movie. movie. It's a very good Batman movie. Yeah. I'm saying it's good. It's. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a a nice movie. That is a word that I would not think is thrown around a lot for this movie. <laughs> I had a pretty good time. There's nothing in it that. Makes me emotional for any of the characters.、Mm-hmm. There's nothing that this, I don't think this is really. A, there are some twists and turns, but nothing really、right. like surprised me emotionally. Right, right. Nothing like caught me off guard. Right. Nothing made me go, "Holy shit! How did they do that?" Yeah. I was just like, "Yeah, right." I left going like, "Yeah, this、that、is、happened. sort of that was for me." Yeah. Not even it happened. Like it's I. I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. But it's not. It is the bar, like it's the minimum for me for a Batman film as far、right. as quality. It is this is this is the litmus test, and not in a like perfection way. It's not the gold standard. It's like if you can't be better than this, don't make the film. If you can be better than this, great. Right. I I kind of agree with you. I think I 
enjoyed this. I walked out going like, why did I not enjoy that more? Uh, yeah. It is a good movie. I, I've got I a do list like for you movie. in my notes once yeah, we get got, to it. I've got a few things as well. <laughs> Including some weird cameos. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, I know. So I also like this. I also enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. But I think for me, I have now crested and we'll get more into it when we, when we get into spoilers. But I think we've now crested where we have gone. How gritty can we make a Batman movie? And this is as gritty and as real as we can make it. <laughs> and now let's go back the other end as yeah. well. Let's go now. Let's go to the other side. I think we've gone over that hump now. There's also I want to point out as well. There's a double edged sword in anytime I see a Batman movie. I think to myself. It's not fair to compare this to The Dark Knight. And yet, The Dark Knight exists. Right. That's the gold standard for Batman movies right now. So, in fairness, it is okay to compare it to right. The Dark Knight. Right, but you know what I mean? Because but it's it, yes, also I like, what you're saying. like, you're not going to compare every baseball player to Babe Ruth. You can't do that. It's, it's, it isn't fair. Right. And yet, I must. Yes. That's the th- at a certain point you eventually after you compare them to all the other baseball players eventually you do make your way to Babe Ruth yeah and that's the but case even with this uh, as those well. aren't in the back of my head I'm never like how does this compare to Michael Keaton like I wasn't thinking that at all this entire film but there were times where I was like is this any is this as good as The Dark Knight not really no no but it's trying to be yeah it is it's trying to be and it feels a lot like it and that's what I mean like it feels like they took The Dark Knight and they were like. Let's go even grittier and let's go even realer. And you wanted an R-rated Batman movie. And even though this is an R-rated, this is like as close as you're going to get. It's real close. There were a lot of kids in my theater. Yeah, there was a lot of this. There's some gruesome like that first death scene that we'll get into. in spoilers is is kind of gruesome. There's you know, there's one F-bomb in this. So great. But this is as close to an R-rated movie as I think warner brothers will allow and i will grant them this part of this is probably us in that the fans have been clamoring for this type of a batman movie and they gave us what they what we wanted and now that i saw it now i go you know what actually maybe i don't want this anymore i think we're good now yeah and in all honesty this is i have never wanted a superhero movie more, I don't know how to describe it, but more rated R than this. This yes. feels rated R. Halfway through the movie, I was like, what the fuck is this rated? I right. thought it was PG-13. Right. Yeah. And everyone's good. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Really good. Good as a Bruce Wayne. Different kind of interpretation of Bruce Wayne that we've that we've seen so far. And I would argue he's good with what he has. Kind yes. of one note, but... Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of what the character but calls I understand, for. But yeah, I understand what they're going for. You know, every every Batman has a different Bruce Wayne as well. And I understand what they're doing with this one where he's just like, he's this kid, essentially, who like, you know, we're only in the, when we find the character, it's two years into him being Batman. He's still pretty young. He's still somewhat inexperienced. But and I he's think just he gets, so sad. And he's just so sad. He's so, all the sad. He's so sad. But at the same time, they also make him like an iso- he's an introvert and isolated. So he's like yeah. up in, in Wayne Tower instead of Wayne Manor. But he's up in Wayne Tower. Like hunchback. Just basically by himself. Like, you yeah. know, anytime he comes out in public, people are like, wait, is that? Yeah. That's the guy. And I, many you know, people don't even recognize him. Don't even him. recognize him because of that. Yeah. And that makes, a, there's so a guy that makes who has sense. a whole conversation with him. And then he's like, don't I know you? Yeah. Yeah. Which... Uh, We'll get into that, too. I yeah, bumped I a little bit on that. Uh, there's one part of that conversation I really bumped on, but we'll, okay. we might get into it. 
but yeah, as Batman, I think he's doing great. The the his Batman voice is like Christian Bale, but makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And he has uh, been quoted as saying that his initial Batman voice was really bad was as really well. Terrible. So they worked and on this, it. You know, not to bring up something that we've talked about before, but the thing about the Christian Bale Batman voice that I hate is they give him a whole monologue and it's ridiculous to listen to him doing yeah. that. And I've often, and people are like, why did Christian Bale do that? And I've said, that's not him. That's Nolan. Nolan's job is to look at him and go, yeah. Christian, don't do that. Among other people, there's a million other people who at any point during the filming of that could have been like, you know, you sound like an idiot. He probably had acting coaches on set. The whole monologue, you know, to do this for a whole monologue, Christian, it's going to sound really bad. But that being said, this time around, Pattinson did something and the, and the director went, don't do that. Yeah. And then they paired it back. And I think this is a happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. Of like it does. It's a fake voice. It's that gruff voice, but it's not so bad. It's unintelligible. I still stand by. And we have talked about this many, many times. I've fucking drilled it into the ground. But Kevin Conroy, who, in my opinion, is probably the best Batman we've ever gotten, has said that Batman is the real persona of the character and Bruce Wayne is the mask. I still say have the Batman voice sound like a regular person and have Bruce Wayne sound like some bumbling oaf is the way to do it. Like, that's the fake voice. Do it in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I think with this one where it might get a pass is that, again, we're two years into him being Batman. It's still that feeling of like we're still finding our way a little bit. And so there's a possibility that and because Bruce Wayne doesn't really appear in public. Right. He doesn't need to do that but that much. would actually almost make it more interesting to me if if he was just using his normal voice right. throughout the whole thing as him and as bruce wayne right right and then let's say in the sequel let's say yeah uh, if there is one he is he is like now like maybe people are like hey maybe it's that bruce wayne guy because we never right. see him and then he's like oh i gotta come out but now i have to change who i am right then right. he could put on that you know yeah. if they had the or forethought could, to do that he could change it he could now now that he's more comfortable and wanting to put out that that Bruce Wayne persona, he decides what that persona is going to be. And he decides that it's now going to be something else where he puts on a fake voice for the persona. And then he's like, well, now I don't have to do this other Batman voice. I can just yeah. use my regular voice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and kind of, uh, you know, uh, work it in reverse. Yeah, it could. Paul Dano. What do you think? Fine. A little much for me. Doing his best Joker since he can't be cast as yeah. the Joker. Yeah, that's one uh, that that's another area yeah, where I have I, that down as well. When OK, I'm done with the gritty Batman because this is all you can do. Well, but it's not, the, though, know, right? Like we could have. There is a gritty way. If there is a gritty way to do the Joker, there's a gritty way to do the Riddler. There is. And I think they just wanted to do the Joker. Right, 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 right. So right. they did. And they yeah. called him something else. I will say, I think the script did a good job of making this a Riddler movie in that. It's not just the Joker, the, his, the way he goes about his crimes, the what he does is more Riddler-esque. Yeah. It's not just like... It's more well, about is, clues. It's and more about clues and puzzles and, and things like that, as opposed to just random crimes and insanity and whatever. Jeffrey Wright, I think, is a good Commissioner Gordon. Everyone's really good in this. Colin Farrell. Oh, my gosh. Because we have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk about him real quick. Is unparalleled. Unbelievable. Unreal. Even... Sans makeup, just the performance itself would yeah. be good. But then because of all the prosthetics, 
you know, he's just swimming in it. Like he just, you can feel him feeling very freed by the fact that you can't tell who he is. And apparently the prosthetics, uh, they do this a lot now, but this one, especially they, they made sure that they were pieced, not a full thing. So, you know, now what they so it moves with his so it face moves with his muscle the muscles of his face yeah. right so you put them on in so sections so all the mo- so when you twitch an eye your eye twitches you don't have to fight through you it. you know interesting thing about that character as well i initially bumped on him this is going to be so pretentious but like we're actors right we work a lot with dialects right i have played characters with new york accents i have right. played characters with chicago accents right all the characters i initially bumped on colin farrell's accent in this because it's not New York, it's not Chicago. Everyone else has a New York accent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the cops have a New York accent. Yeah. All the John politicians, Turturro. John Turturro, they all have New York accents. Right. Colin Farrell's isn't, and it's not Chicago, it's not Boston, it's like this weird amalgamation of all of them. It's generic American city, right? Which, like, if we did an Irish accent, people in Ireland would be like, you're just doing generic Irish, that you're not pointing at a specific place. So, like, I get it. But on the other hand, eventually I was like, no, Gotham isn't in any of those places. They should all have this accent. Like, I would prefer that, actually. I think I liked it because it it made him kind of pop compared to all the other characters. So you have this kind of not larger than life, but very animated character as a uh, in juxtaposition to all these other characters that even though For one sure. is dressing up like a giant bat and there's a woman who like kind of he's a comic book character yeah he's a comic book <laughs> character yeah. which makes a nice juxtaposition to everyone else and everything else in this world and also just then i think helps give the movie a little more room to breathe as far as like i don't feel like i'm just covered in Dirt and grime. God, Gotham City is just... It's so dirty. They set Gotham City at the bottom of a cast iron skillet or something. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's just gross. <laughs> but like unnecessary. I, it got to a point where I looked at the city. First of all, the layout of the city is ridiculous. Okay. And I know they filmed in Scotland and Liverpool. They did kind of what Nolan did where they filmed a bunch of different places and then they mashed it together. And I think they also... I didn't look this up, but I think they took a lot of the city skylines and CGI them together oh. to to put buildings together. You know what I mean? Like right. and to make it their own skyline, to make it this overbearing. But the layout of the city and the filth of the city. At a certain point, I'm like, no one would live here. Like, <laughs> yeah. no one would live here. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you're not that wrong. People Literally everyone would move to Metropolis. Would just be like, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting and it's crime ridden and it's poor. Why don't I just leave? You know what I mean? The one thing about the Nolan Gotham is that there are parts of that city that look beautiful and pristine. And you're like, that's a city. People would work there. People would live there. If it's even if it's that dangerous people would risk it because it also seems like a city of wealth. Is it possible, though, that part of that is because we rarely saw it in the daytime, and when we did, it was like a fall, cloudy, murky, rainy mess? Possible, but also, here's the other thing. It is. It rains all the time. No one has an umbrella. You would anticipate that. Like, not one person is like, Oh, fuck. It's raining. <laughs> like, it's raining all the time. Yeah. And not like a drizzle. Yeah. It's like a downpour 
constantly. Like it's the Gotham City is in the middle of a monsoon all the time. Maybe the cloud just follows Bruce Wayne and everyone's it like, where'd follows, this rain yeah, come from? It's ridiculous. It just and catches no everyone off guard because it's here yeah. and gone because he's already yeah. moved to the next block. It was raining when you woke up yesterday and it's raining now yeah. and not one of you took an umbrella with you. That's <laughs> that's absurd to me. All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we move on to spoilers? No, nah, we could go into spoilers. All right. Spoilers ahead. So if you don't want to hear them, get the fuck out there of here. Be, there should be a sound effect with that. I don't know what it boop, is. But... Boop, boop. Oh, I like that. Like the little sailor whistle or something. <laughs> okay, I'll take that too. <laughs> right. I have so many notes on this. I have, I have three pages. I have, <laughs> I have a page for every hour. Of course you do. I would expect nothing less. Why don't we get into this and then at a certain point we'll probably be like, Fuck We're this. Done. Yeah. Uh, so let's start. I want to start with the bad. Okay. I've got a lot of that, but okay. I do have some good stuff too. The Riddler is too much. I said it in non spoilers. He's just a little too psychotic for me and a little too detached psychotic. Yeah. Like it doesn't, especially at the end. At the very beginning, you're just like, oh, okay, we don't know who this guy is. But once we start to get a peek behind the curtain at him when he's been arrested and he's in Arkham and stuff, right. you can write him off as just another nutcase. Well, I, okay, I actually liked this version of the Riddler. However, what did you, let me let me ask this. Let me put this in a, in the form of a question. What did you think of his plot what of like his scheme what he was trying to build towards well that's the other thing too right i was gonna say genius but not smart enough because he thought batman was gonna help him right which i thought <laughs> but then it worked but then he it like worked. fumbled into it right but that's the thing is that first of all he said that and, it, and i was like is that what he thought for all of these clues because that doesn't feel that way and secondly by the end of it it's just like i, I like i like the idea of him Kind of having this almost like social media following, you know, they end in that stadium. And even though he's arrested, they got these guys that show up. However, however, one, it was weird that I thought that the guys all dress up like him. Right. Like typically, I mean, I don't I don't know for sure, but typically Where did they all get the money for this. If they have the money to buy all this ammunition, and every, yeah. all these costumes, the glasses. Right. There's a thing about saran wrap that right. they they're using saran wrap to like make sure their fingerprints don't get on stuff. They have all the guns. Oh, they have all the, okay. the bullets. And yeah, I saw an interview with Paul Dana where he that was going to be part of his costume. Right. But then when he started doing it, he nearly had to be hospitalized right, because it, it doesn't let you perspire. Yeah. No, it doesn't let you perspire. Oh, you don't right, sweat. Right, right, right. And he's in that like whole thing. Yes. Yeah. So they have all the money for all this stuff. Just invest it. Right. Just don't do crime. Well, the <laughs> other thing is, I always feel like people who are like that, they don't view themselves as followers. They view themselves as like a collective. Right. So the idea that they all showed up dressed as the Riddler, like they're idolizing him. Right. He, first of all, he didn't strike me as that type of a person. Right, right. But also, like, can you imagine if that, like, nobody, n- there has never been a, ver- a version of that in history where, like, right. I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, ISIS doesn't wear Osama bin Laden masks. Exactly. Yeah, they don't all look, make, try to make themselves look like Osama bin Laden. Right. The people who bomb, like, abortion clinics don't put on a Reagan mask. Right. They yeah, don't all I, put on Reagan masks and run in in their suits right. and ties. Exactly. That, and that's what <laughs> I mean. I'm like, they all, usually, typically, I think they all view themselves as like part of the an equal in the group or the leader of the group and right a lone wolf uh, yeah but they're all lone wolves that find each other who's getting their information from exactly so i'm like when they all come together and they all look alike i was like wait is this guy that 
This is this guy is that? Well, and part of me wondered too. You know what would have been really interesting, and what really would have shown they hadn't they had the opportunity to show the Riddler as a smarter person than they ended up showing him. I thought for sure he was going to be one of them. Like he had oh, broken out. Oh, I see what and you're saying. And that's the reason they all look the same is so that he can escape. Yes. That would have been interesting. And that would have made made more sense yeah. that he schemed that so that they all look the same right. so he can. Yes. But that just felt like let's have a bunch of guys so Batman can beat up a bunch of rando yeah. guys. Goons. Yeah. A bunch of goons. But like if you have the money for all this shit, all the guns, all the ammunition, the costume, the glasses, everything. And the ability to, like, get up there. Like, the, you, you must have paid someone to get into the rafters in that place. Right. There's no right. way 40 dudes with assault rifles are getting up in there when there's a politician speaking. Right. Then then the politics must be doing pretty well for you. Right. I Yes, absolutely. I was also going to say, he makes the worst explosives ever. Because, <laughs> like, the uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, the DA. Gil. Gil Col- yeah, not Phil Colson. <laughs> Who, yeah, which Gil is the name Coulson. I heard like 10 times. Yep. That's a, uh, also side note. That's a brave choice on DC's part to name a character Coulson and have his first name rhyme with Phil. And then, you know, someone had someone would have gone like, uh, you know, Marvel has like a, a Coulson character that has been through everything. Yeah. DC had just did that so that someone would ask them and they could be like, oh, what's Marvel? Sorry, I don't uh, I'm not familiar. Mm, I don't oh. watch. I've never seen any of their movies. Oh, it's the same. Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, really? I didn't oh. even realize. What a coincidence. You basic bitch, DC. Anyway, here's our new character, Byron Man. Yeah. <laughs> and Captain Famerica. But when Coulson explodes, Batman's right next to him. I know. Uh, listen, you could say, like, the armor shock absorbed Not his mouth. But that's exactly it. His, the, the bottom half of his face would have been mush. Which brings me back to when he's on the rafters in Gotham Square Garden. When he's fighting all the people in the rafters, the guy brings the shotgun up and puts it. It starts to put it right up to Batman's face and then puts it on his head. Yeah. And I was like, put it, put it, it on his mouth. mouth. Put it what in, are you doing? in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? He's right there. I said that. I thought the same thing. It was like, I was like, oh, he's going to put it in his mouth. Finally, someone's going to acknowledge his mouth is open. And yeah. then he put it on his head. And I was like. You are an idiot. Like, yes. no wonder you're a follower. <laughs> Jesus. But, like, his mouth would have been mush. Also, Alfred didn't die. Right. To be fair, he threw it across the room. Yes, but that explosion. It was probably only enough to, like, I don't know. It, but that's just what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. he's the he's the worst explosive maker Yeah, ever. I mean, a nickel's worth of C4 will blow up a room. Uh, yeah. 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 How hard is that? If you recall Die Hard, he strapped like a brick of it to a chair and it nearly blew up the entire building. Yes. And as I always do, I go by science as seen in Die Hard. <laughs> also, sorry, just because we're talking about the, the explosive that blew up Alfred, uh, which is also the name of my next fiction book. <laughs> that living room that they have. It also makes no goddamn sense. That is the weirdest looking room I've ever seen in my. It's like the one I did not even he wakes notice it. up, and it's also the one where he wakes up and there's the big table, and he's like, "I made you berries." Sure, it's like the first time we actually see like Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne, and it's like just these. Which, weird like, first wood. of all, I made you berries. I scooped some out of a container and I put them on a plate here. Yeah, in great. Which really, honestly, if I was Alfred, that's the most I'd do for that. Yeah, dick <laughs> kid. Anyway, but and then he solves the. Then he so does the detective work for. For Batman. For Batman, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, I looked at that room, I was like, what is this? What is this big giant, <laughs> Where like, are we? wood piece? It's like they're 
in the, it does look like they're in the attic of a church somewhere. It's just ridiculous. The whole architecture of this entire city is absolutely absurd. Yeah. All right. There's just buildings everywhere. Everything's dirty. Nothing is more than a foot and a half wide of street. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Two and a half hours in and we hadn't arrested the Riddler yet, which like it just makes me truly understand why Marvel fucks with trailers. Right. Because I was like, we're nearing the end of this. Right. Is the end that we get the Riddler? I get, like they showed us that they catch him and that he's in prison. So I sort of was like, is there going to be another thing? Is he going to be working the scenes from behind? The- no, he's just that's. So I mean, they they tag on an extra ending, but like that's basically the end. That's the end. Yeah, it could have been the end right there. So they straight up in the trailer are like, oh, by the way, he catches the bad guy. This is him. He's in jail. See him. Yeah. Which I was like, that's a little weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't bump on it, but I think maybe just because going into it, you always know like something's going to at the end. You're right. The Riddler could get away at the end, but really at the end, somehow the, the hero is going to come through. So whenever I see it in the trailer anymore, I'm like, yeah, all right. It's it's the journey, not the not the ending. But I also agree with you, like the the ending scenes, the ending that they have feels a little tacked on. Yeah, it also sort of goes against the Riddler's main objective. Like, okay, he wants to bring to light all this corruption in the political Gotham landscape. So I'm going to do that by killing this person who's going to try to change it. And also, I don't know, everybody in the crowd, which, by the way. Yeah. So if you kill everyone else, then what were you doing this for in the first? Why not just do the just bomb the seawall? Right. Which at the beginning, I guess there's that. In which we don't find out about until he Where decides he to blow get it up. This? <laughs> right. But that's the thing is like, why not just do if that's what you're going to do, if your idea is like, I'm going to expose the corruption in the city and kill all these people so that the common man, again, the 99%, which by the way, I'm also done with this. I'm done with this plot line. Like I'm it's, I've seen it before. I get it. The massacre. We talked about this with no way home where um, right. the, it, it was refreshing to see because they everyone is justifying the actions of the villain, which is cool. It's a great thing to do it, when in the 80s and early 90s, the villain was just evil for the sake of evil. It was very refreshing to see a villain that we connected with. But now it's totally acceptable and fine for us to see somebody who's just a wacky, yeah. crazy guy who just likes to hurt people. Well, I, I'm I'm fine with still justifying the actions of the villain. I'm just done with the. There's corruption in politics and I'm going to bring it to. I've seen that. I know that there's corruption in politics. I get it. You're making a statement on society. I understand. For me, though, as well, there is a tipping point where, like, there's only so much. you. I know we're talking about sort of two different things, but on the thing I was talking about, there is sort of a tipping point on, like, there's only so much you can justify. You cannot make a guy who wants to cut off the thumbs of politicians and feed them to rats and then murder a bunch of people in the in an auditorium or whatever. Right. And you're right. And then that goes back. But that also goes back to my original point of like, why bother with the whole other with the rest of the movie. Right. If your objective is to kill all because the, Batman hadn't punched people yet. Right. If you're going to bring all this stuff to light and you're going to be like, here's photos of this guy having an affair and there's the police commissioner and here's the, you know, Thomas Wayne and this is what happened. And now that you've see, all seen this, instead of helping me rise, instead of getting them to join the 500 other people that follows him on social media, he's like, I'm just going to kill all of you. What? Why? Why does yeah. that make any sense? Why not just kill all of them? 
important then. Because chances are... This the, will show the people how I'm the good guy. Yeah, because chances are in the flood, you'll kill all of those people you want to kill and it, at once. And if you don't, then they're easier to get because they're in a flooded city. You know what I mean? Like in when Katrina happened, you saw people put footage of people like up on the roof or something. Flood the city. Then they all got to go up on the roof. Then get your little sniper rifle and just start shooting them. That's it's so much easier. Why not just do that? Yeah. If he's supposed to be. I mean, the Riddler, you, you're more of a DC guy, but right. one of the smartest best strategists in the Batman rogues gallery, right? Yes, he is. But also the, when he has a strategy, it is because he's thought this out to a T, right? You know, and he has a point to it at the end, even if it's just the old days of like, I'm going to steal the hope diamond. There's a string of things that he takes you through to get to the end of, I'm going to steal the hope diamond, but that's what he does that he doesn't steal the hope diamond and then all of a sudden decide to rob a bank and tack that on at the end. Like he's that's it. He's done. He's achieved his objective. And I was like, you just killed all the people you were trying to get to fight. for. You're trying to expose this stuff to. All right. Let's talk about the first post credit scene. Let's talk about the first post credit scene, which happens 20 minutes before the end of the movie. Right. (laughs) What the fuck? Anyway, go on. All right. So for anyone listening, we're talking about the Riddler is in jail and he hears a voice in the room next to him. And it is Barry Keown. Yes. Who played Druig in in, uh, in Eternals. Yeah. Playing the Joker. Yes. Which evidently was leaked. I didn't know it was leaked, but his brother got drunk one day and was like, hey, my brother's the Joker. His brother tweeted, I'm so excited my brother got cast as the Joker and then immediately had to delete it because I think Warner Brothers was like, we'll shoot you in the head. Yes, that's right. But Matt Reeves, the director, talked a little bit about he actually said he cut this scene yeah. because there's another scene yes. that was deleted where Batman goes to Arkham to talk to the Joker, which also wouldn't really make any sense, right? I'm going to go talk to the Joker because there's another crazy person shooting people. It doesn't really make sense, but which is why they cut that scene. It only makes, sorry, to, uh, and I'll let you finish, but it only makes sense in the idea of like, let's establish that we're two years in and I've been doing this for a little while. But then that also implies like, wow, I, we're really in because I've already fought a really diabolical villain. But anyway, go well, on. I, I think it could work with a different character, someone like Calendar Man, like another strategist. Yeah, yeah. But so also someone a little farther down the line in the rogues gallery. Yeah, yeah. You know? But anyway, go on. But it doesn't work to go to an anarchist maniac and be like, hey, why is this guy who's strategizing and doing everything meticulously doing what he's doing and how do I find him? Hey, you're absolutely insane. Logic <laughs> yeah, this out yeah. for me. <laughs> So Matt Reeves talked about how he had a scene where Batman goes and talks to the Joker. He cut it because it doesn't work. And then he was going to cut also the other scene where the Riddler is talking to the Joker. But then that didn't work because it's the last time you see the Riddler. It is his cathartic third act. It's not. Whatever. All right. (laughs) I think it is, though. I think it's right because we never see him again. There's nothing that says what he's going to do or where he there's nothing that says. Ah, and then he rotted away in prison for the rest. You know, they could. It was too late that they couldn't reshoot anything. And also it didn't work that uh, Matt Reeves was saying that, like, there's a conversation between Selena and Bruce later where she says, like, there's way too many crazies in this town, you know, which could work by itself. But it works more if you see, oh, there are like other rogues gallery members in this. Right. But I here's the thing. One, I think that line does work because we've also seen like the penguin and we've seen the guys right. in the, in the makeup not, and all sorts same. of stuff. Also, but here's the thing. You could have gotten that cathartic moment at the end with the Riddler in Arkham. 
where he's watching the TV and he's having like his little like nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. Cut it right there. I agree. My point is that, and I, I'm sort of half agreeing with you. My point is that he was saying it was too late. agree with me. It was too late in the process to reshoot anything. So no, he you was don't like, have to reshoot it. You could just show it because he's looking at the TV in Arkham through the window, through the window of his cell. And he's having that moment oh, of see. like, ah, just edit that know. scene. Just edit that scene. Just it's him like freaking out. And it's part of the montage of like them coming out of the stadium with a flare and p- helping people. And it's the voiceover. You know what I mean? And you get that cathartic moment of like this guy's in Arkham. He's watching his whole thing unravel. Everything he worked towards didn't work. And he knows that it didn't work. Cut. Maybe. I don't know. That's it. That's all you need. In this case, I I don't need any more from that guy. I think I trust the director on. He was like, it didn't work. And he said he, he tested it with audiences and they all were like, this doesn't make any sense. What's going on? So he was like, and he was like, I agreed with them. So we just ended up putting it back in. It still doesn't work that well. But I think in my opinion, I think it's a better choice to keep it in. That being said as well. I like that actor. I'm glad he's he can put that he played the Joker on his resume. Yeah, because this felt like the studio went, well, what about the Joker? Can we get the Joker in here? Where can we put the Joker? Oh, and here's the other point I had. I forgot. This is the second half of my note. With a Riddler like this, what role could a character like the Joker possibly fill? Well, but that's the thing. It's like not much. Like if we're teasing the Joker's going to be in, what version of the Joker could this pot? We just watched three hours of the Joker calling himself the Riddler. I know because that's the thing is that he would commit the same crimes. He would just do it without the riddles. Right. Yeah. And basically it's the Dark Knight. By the way, stop doing the Joker. Stop it. We've seen the Joker more times than we've seen the Batman. I don't need every batman world to incorporate the joker in any way shape or form like it's ridiculous the other half of this because again where i'm done with the like gritty realism of batman and where i want to take it more almost like back into the burton era is that you also then really confine yourself on what you can do with your villains and what villains you can use you know what i mean like we've had the riddler now we've had the joker a thousand different ways we've had Bane and Scarecrow in the Nolan Bane twice. Yeah. But we've had Bane really worked in the Nolan verse. You did it like you can do a real version of Bane and Scarecrow and things like that. But now you're going to start to get into other villains that you can't really do. Poison Ivy would be an amazing villain. You can't really do her in this universe. Mr. Freeze would be an amazing villain. You can't do him in this universe. Matt Reeves has said that if he gets a sequel, he wants to bring in Mr. Freeze. I would love to see that. That's a villain I would love to see, but it's really hard to justify in this world. And that's why I'm like done with the gritty realism. You know, I, this is what I did like about the DCEU and the, the Affleck Batman is that it implies the idea that it is this crazy ass world. And I'm like, I want to see that. And I will believe that in that world. This one, I won't. I almost, you know, we've been talking about how it's a little too dark, too gritty, and it doesn't it's it's not fulfilling the Batman desire that we have. I almost want to see like an Edgar Wright, Scott Pilgrim style Batman at this point. That's like a mix between the old Adam West and and like a Nolan version, just like yeah. big, bright colors and pow, right. bam. This is what I'm saying. This is what I mean. And and like, I think at this point, if we were to go back and watch the Burton stuff, that's 
closer to it. That's, it feels weird saying the Tim Burton stuff is brighter than what we have. It, but it is. Like, yeah. there are there is color it's in that. It's less you know dark I mean? and less gritty. And that's where I'm like, go back to that yeah. and make it, like like you said, kind of well, bright. Well, that's the great thing that, that Burton did with those films as well, right? Is that, like, you look at even something like the logo, just like the graphic design element. Right. It's black with, like arguably the brightest, most noticeable color you can have off of that yellow. Yes, but that's the thing. It's like, go back to that. We've now crested, and I don't even think this is the top of the crest. We're over the top of the crest and going down the other side on this movie. And I think we can go back now. Let's go back so that we can have more fantastical villains and bigger stories and things like that. Here's a note I have. How does Falcone have dirt on every officer? There's not a single member of the GCPD who isn't a pedophile or a rapist? Not Like, how? One. Like, okay, okay. Just say, like, we all acknowledge that all of us are shitheads and criminals. Let's all just take them down, and regardless of what comes out, we don't arrest each other unless it's something really bad. Like, nobody gives a shit that you're having an affair or whatever. It's not... No one cares. Or, or if they do, no one cares that, like, a regular police officer is, like, cheating on his wife. No one gives a shit. Except for his wife. And honestly, in this city, probably not even his wife. Because his wife is cheating with the right. other police officer. So it doesn't That's matter. I, everyone it's is so bad here. That, like, well, and, and it's all the police officers. So, like, if it's everyone. We used to have this uh, saying where I work that if everything's a priority, then nothing's a priority. If everyone's doing bad shit, then, no one's then it doing doesn't bad matter. Shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I wrote here, too many tough guys with high whiny voices. Um, the first time that Pete Savage appeared, I thought it was a woman. And then it cut Which to him, and Pete I was Savage? like, the big guy with the beard who kind of looks like Nick Frost. He walks in, and he's like, what are you doing? What's oh, the Batman guy. doing okay, here? Yeah, yeah. What's the Batman doing here? You got to get the Batman out of here. And I was like, this guy is in the wrong place. The commissioner. The first yeah, commissioner? I, I don't know. what. Yeah, Pete Savage is the name. Okay. And I was just like, what, who is, what is happening? And also the, like, the guy who's, who, when they're all in the big holding cell. And all the cops are there. And and then the captain is there. And he's like the same. Yeah, the captain is like, I just want to get this Batman out of here. And I'm like, what is going on? This is why Gordon has not made commissioner yet. It's because his voice is too low. (laughs) Not enough helium. Yeah, it's the captain and then the commissioner. And the higher up in the office you go, the thinner the air and therefore the higher the voice. Uh, that's right. More people call Batman vengeance than Batman. The word vengeance is used to describe him more often than the word Batman is. Listen, I'm just going to say that's good marketing on Batman. Is that part. him trying to make people call him vengeance? Because I just want to say, stop trying to make Fetch happen. No, I think uh, I think that's what it is. But you know what? He made Fetch happen. So I'll is give that it to- why it's called the Batman? Because it's like the Batman's name is vengeance. But he's, you know, he's the Batman. Man. Also... Okay, we let's we because we haven't talked about the puzzles yet, and then we got to move okay, on. Okay, hold on. I have one more long. note okay, in my bad section. The last thing I have is when Batman goes to cut that electrical cable so it won't fall in the water. The power has already gone out, but also if it falls from the ceiling, wouldn't that be because the cable broke? So wouldn't it be fine anyway? Yes, it would be. Yeah, when he okay. fall, yes, when he cut it. Well, also when he cut it, the pa- yeah, like you said, the power would go out, so he wouldn't be electrocuted. Well, no, the power all, like they showed when the water hit the stadium, all the power went out. Oh yeah, yeah. And then if it fell, because he was worried about it dropping into the water. If it drops into the water, that's what isn't that because okay. it's already separated from the thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The answer <laughs> like, is yes. Why did he? I, I don't know, yes whatever. To all of what the were you going to say about the puzzles? The, okay, so. I find it so interesting 
that he can figure out every riddle. He figures out every riddle, which is fine because I'm like, yeah, we also need to like move this along. Well, like we can't spend all the time like figuring out one riddle and then whatever. Except for the one that is like the, the they're going around this entire time trying to figure out who the stool pigeon is. Yeah. And the whole time I'm like, it's a bat. They're talking about a bat. It's a bat. And they went, it's L Rata. Tui or whatever the fuck but it is. But they weren't, right? They weren't talking about a bat. No, well, no, they were because it's, he says, you are L whatever it is. And yeah, they're like, yeah. it's supposed to be law something, blah, blah, blah. But they go down this rabbit hole of like the Riddler made a mistake. And then fucking 45 minutes later or something, Batman goes, he doesn't make mistakes. And I'm like, why didn't you say that in the first place? And not go down this dumbass rabbit hole. I disagree with and that. But here's the other thing is that they said it's a rat with wings. And I went, it's a bat. They're talking about, I mean, you're yes. dressed like a bat. Yeah. People call these things rat with wings all the time. Yeah. It's a bat. What do you insane? To be fair, I don't know that I've ever heard that outside of a Batman story. What, rat with wings? Yeah, I've heard that about pigeons. Yes, I have heard that about pigeons too. Is that we're like, oh, they're like rats with wings. Yeah. But also, the man dresses as a bat. He's made his whole life about a bat. To be fair, yes. I think it's a small point, but I do think it is. It would have been nice for him to be like, what is he talking about me? And right. then being like, why would he be talking about me? And then he's like, no, it's it's a pigeon. But it's that's a stool the thing pigeon. is that they never... Again, he goes, if somebody even brings it up when they first read the clue of like, it's not L's Rata, whatever it is. It's La. Right. And then he and they then go, well, maybe he made a mistake and they start looking down this thing. And then, like I said, like literally like 45 minutes later of them going down this rabbit hole, they get the penguin and he's like, what are you two stupid? It's not. That's not how it's said. It's la, blah, 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 blah. And then they say again, maybe he made a mistake. And then Batman goes, he doesn't make mistakes. And I'm like, why didn't you say that? Oh, I see. 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Before you went down this dumbass rabbit hole that took you nowhere. And like you said, you can have two thoughts at the same time. Yeah. Somebody said a rat with wings. Somebody said it could be a pigeon or Batman could have gone or I don't know if you notice what I'm wearing, <laughs> but it could be a bat. So let's let's parse this out. Let's figure this. Uh, why did we have to wait 45 minutes? But it wasn't him, right? Wasn't it Falcone? Because Falcons also have wings. Yes. But the point was it you are L. It was his it was his way of getting to type in the letters. It was him signaling it's the website. Yeah. Yeah. But it still wasn't about him. It wasn't about him directly. But I'm like, why the but it's it, it, he put it because it's you're supposed to put you are. And then I think the idea was like rat with wings was supposed to get the attention of being a bat. I disagree. So that Batman is supposed to go on the URL. I maybe I, I guess I wouldn't have thought that, though. That's what I thought. But at the same time, like you could have got they could have gotten there. If you can figure out all the other riddles and, you know, this guy doesn't make mistakes. You could have gotten there 45 minutes ago before going all over Helen creation. It's really my point. All right. Now that we've shit all over this movie, all right. let's talk about some of the good things. OK, we said earlier, all the acting is good. Colin Farrell's incredible. Yep. At nearly three hours long for me, it never felt like it dragged, which is more than I can say for this podcast. Am I right? Oh, got us. Yeah, I don't think it dragged. I think it could have been cut down. But honestly, where you would cut it down is like. You know, they held on to shots sometimes really long. 
Yeah. Trim it by the seconds. And I think you could have cut it down by like 30 minutes. I also think there's there are a lot of scenes that are probably unnecessary. But if you cut them out, people would be furious. Yep. Like the last 20 minutes Agreed. of him punching people in the rafters. Yeah. yeah. Probably not necessary, but people would be like, he barely punched anyone. Yeah. The intro to the car, I think, lasted about an oh, hour yeah. and a half That's or something. Right. Like the zoom ins on the car and yeah. the penguin. That car it's, scene as well is another one that like it go that goes on really long. It's really cool and I think people would be like, What? There was like no action if you didn't have it. Right. I will say this, that and not to get back on the things that I but I was I liked this movie overall. I really did. But I was trying to think about again, comparing it to the Dark Knight, like why am because they're almost Kind of the same movie in, in very a lot similar. of regards. The relationship between the hero and the villain is very similar, almost identical. And the type of villain that he's fighting, you know what I mean? And so I'm going like, why are these two? Why? The, why does one but way better than the other one? And I was like, because I can name you individual scenes of the Dark Knight. Like I would, there were scenes where I go that one scene where the trucks, the truck scene happens is awesome. Where the Joker goes into with the mob bosses. Fantastic. The hostage. He burns the money. He goes into the hospital. I can, the boats, you know what I mean? Like I can name every single scene that happens. Every single scene is a thing. Whereas this, I'm like, it all just kind of bleeds together. It's all just one long. This one, I, I felt as well. There's, it's a lot of, it's a, um, you know, one of the biggest criticisms I had about The Rise of Skywalker is that it is there's a word for it in video games and I can't remember what it is, but it's like a it's a it's a quest where you get something to get something to get something. You need a key to unlock the door to find another key to get to another key. And that's basically what this movie is, is it's like him going to the next thing. And then he goes to the next thing, and then he goes to the next thing, with a couple things to break that up in between. But that's the majority of what the film is. Yeah, it's not really, it doesn't like, it doesn't, he finds a thing, and then we are like, oh, it's this, what we thought was the thing is not the thing, it's actually this thing above. And then he goes to, it's all, it's one objective. This is the thing at the end of the path, and we just have to find the things to get us to the end of that path. So it stays kind of straight line. And like I said, it doesn't. I, other than that car scene. Yeah. And the Dark Knight has one objective. He's just trying to stop this guy. And it's not like he's leaving these clues about where to find him. He's just one by one working his way closer and closer to the guy while also trying to maintain the health and the safety of the city. Right. But the Joker is escalating every time. Right. Like, you're right. The Joker really just wants chaos. But he gets every time he gets chaos... Then he ups it to like, now I'm going to get more chaos and more chaos and more chaos. Whereas the Riddler is like, no, I just want to I'm going to kill these guys. Yeah, that's all I want to do is I just want to kill these guys. And then this is I think why the ending feels so tacked on is because he then is trying to kill all these guys and then he's trying to kill everyone. Right. Anyway, get back into what we were talking about. The car is uh, awesome. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I guess. I like I'm not the a car, car guy. Like the, it was cool. I like the... I, as far as Batmobiles go, yeah, it was I'm saying, fine. I like the car. It makes sense. Like, there's nothing about it that feels like it doesn't belong in this world. The car scene was cool. I didn't figure out the ending, which I, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. Like, I'll give it was, you that. It was yep. somewhat... It wasn't a surprise, really, but it was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Right. It does feel like a direct sequel to the year one comic you had me read last time and in a good way. Yes. I forgot that you, I had you read that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like this feel this Batman feels like he could have entered a build. I forget why he goes into the building, but enter an old apartment building and then be surrounded by the police and then have to like 
fight his way through the police out, right. and then this movie takes place like and a year Jack later. And Gordon was a good scene. I did like the that. The scene in GCPD is really cool. Right. When he is. wakes I up. I do like that. Yeah, and even though like, his mouth is horribly like, scarred. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. And the way they get out of it, I really liked. Yes, yeah. That Gordon sort of whispers to him. <laughs> he could have pulled your punch. I did. I know. I love that line. The I one love, funny line in the whole movie, but it was it landed pretty well. I love as well that Gordon like gives him a little buddy tap at the beginning on his chest. Yeah, when he walks over to him and he's like, "Listen," and he like pretends to punch Batman, and ba- or maybe he does really, but Batman is not phased by it. Yeah, and then he leans in real close and whispers like, "We've got to get you out of here," or whatever. Yeah. But he looks like he's giving him a little punch. I kind of wanted more. I like their fake conversation. He was like, everybody out of the room, and they close the room, and it's like no one can hear him. And the captain's like, all right, give him two minutes. We're going to give him two minutes with the Batman. All right, everybody, let's get some coffee. (laughs) I'll order a pizza. Oh, boy. Oh, no, I'm in the wrong franchise. Oh, no. I am supposed to be played by Chris Pat. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, uh... I like him. Is that because Mickey Mouse is a crisp rat? Oh, I see what you did there. I'm surprised they didn't incorporate that as one of the character names. <laughs> I uh, I did like how they were like fake. He was fake chewing him out. And he's yeah. like, you're going to take this key in it. But I kind of wanted more. I, I, I don't know why. Just because it would have been ridiculous. Because it was the best scene. It's like the only. Remember we were talking about the Dark Knight. But I just wanted him like pointing and stuff and he's like listen here's what you're gonna do you're gonna get I know I know but that's what I'm trying to say is because like you were saying about the Dark Knight how every scene is a scene that you remember this is the only scene in the movie right that and the car chase that's the and even that the wasn't s- it's not a scene like the car chase is cool and the last stuff of him punching but I, is no cool. what i'm saying is like oh there's the car there's the scene where the car chase happens that's right but it's not the same thing like i hear what you're saying but i think that it's more like if there was a car chase scene in the dark night that was just two cars chasing each other and stuff blowing up, I don't think we would remember it very well. No, but because there's a lot of other stuff in that movie. Right. Yeah. But I, that's what I'm trying to say. I think one of the reasons we remember it in this movie is because it's the second or first most exciting moment. Yes. Whereas like Correct. the scene with him and Gordon is not that exciting. It's just no. interesting and different. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I agree with you. Do you want some Easter eggs? Yes. I, there's one in particular that I spotted. I think there's two actually that I spotted just off the top of the dome, but you go ahead. You start reading them off. First of all, a ton of references to the long Halloween that I'm not even going to get into because <laughs> oh, there's yeah. so many. It's basically it's basically that. Yeah. It's basically long. If you like this movie, read the long Halloween. It's basically that. With the Riddler. In Wayne Manor, there's a bust of William Shakespeare, which is probably a reference to the old Adam West series. That's one I picked up on, yes. 30 minutes into the film, and I don't think you saw this one. This is one of my favorites. 30 minutes into the film, you can see the Riddler in his motel room taking photos of the club. No! Yeah. It's a shot. It's when Batman is leaving with... Or maybe it's when Selena's leaving. I don't remember. Right. It's when somebody's leaving the club and there's this big wide shot of the area outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the motel is across the street with a single light on and you can see him with a long lens camera. Oh no shit. That's yeah. pretty And in good. fact, the, the motel logo is all green in that shot as well. Oh my gosh, that's... So a little bit of hint there. Hush is written on a photo in one of the Riddler's right. videos. And the reason Hush is written on that is that the guy, the reporter that is killed is something Elliot, Thomas yeah, it's Elliot. the wrong first name. No, but, but I yeah. think that's meant to be his father. Yeah, 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 it might be. That because that Elliot would have been the generation of Thomas Wayne. But we don't want to, no spoilers for that story in case anyone has read, but Hush is a villain. There's, it's another detective story. People were somewhat wondering if this movie would have a lot of Hush, would be influenced by that's Hush. That's a villain you could do in this world. I was 
thinking about that as well. That like instead of setting up the Joker, it might have been cool to set up to have a post credit scene with that character. Right. He injects a green substance into his leg, similar to Venom, which is what Bane uses to get all swole. Yeah, which is cool. The motorcycle and scrappy gear are a reference to Batman Year Zero, where uh, he rides a motorcycle because. The city has been flooded by the Riddler. Yeah. When Batman becomes a flying squirrel man to uh, to sk- escape the GCPD, he flies right past the motel the Riddler is in, indicating that the Riddler likely saw the whole thing happen. The Also, the effects in this are really good, except for that sequence. <laughs> I thought it was really weird. I was uh, like, you have a grappling gun. Weird. Well, I understand the idea of like, I got to make a fast getaway. And so they did. And I, I liked it because it was different from like, let's electrify his cape and make that the thing or whatever. Like, let's. Well, but just the effect that was clearly not his face yeah. on that thing because his head never moved. Oh, but sure. His body did this the whole time. I also, though, I'm like, what are you going to do from like, if you're like 30 feet in the air? Like, 30 feet is enough to kill you. It's like four or five stories. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, like, like the squirrel outfit wouldn't work because it's not high up enough. No, you can do that on the squirrel outfits. I That's don't know one about of the that. Re- no, they can. They, I've seen people do it. In you can do that from from a lower altitude. It's one of the benefits of the mm. of the thing because you don't need as much time, like a parachute, to unfurl. Have you ever done it? Have I ever done it? Yeah, yeah. It's how I got here today. God damn it. <laughs> Thomas Wayne's cease and desist comes from the attorney office of Miller and Moore, a reference to Frank Miller and Alan Moore, who wrote The Dark Knight Returns and The Killing Joke. Mm. That's pretty cool. Falcone asks, this is one I caught in the theater as well. I don't know if you caught this one. He asks, are you with Zorro here? Which is a reference to The Mask of Zorro, famously the film that Bruce Wayne's parents were killed after watching. I actually didn't catch that. Oh, really? I got that. The song Ave Maria is used multiple times throughout the film and is a reference to Thomas Wayne being remembered as a god and his son Bruce being the savior of Gotham. I didn't get that one either. Uh, this is one that I just thought of. I think from a film standpoint. Okay. Well, and that's the other thing too. I did notice that the in the end credits, Ave Maria is listed like six times because yeah, they, they use a bunch of different versions yes, of, and like Paul Dano sings it and, and it shows up multiple times to the film. So I started thinking about like Ave Maria and religion. It's played in the funeral. Like it's at the beginning. Right. There's a minor key version played at various times. Yeah. So uh, I was like, what is this? What is this? What's going on? And I think it is that like Batman is Bruce Wayne is the prodigal son, right? Like he is the savior of Gotham. He is the Jesus figure in all of these stories, which actually we're going to get to more religious uh, imagery in a second. Oh, here we go. This is what I've been waiting for. I told you I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, I think, or maybe the episode before. But there's a cafe in Batman Year One that greatly resembles the cafe they arrest the Riddler in. Oh, and I've got it. If you're a Patreon member on the Let's Get Intimate tier, yeah. I have a comparison shot. And you can see it's the, like the, sh- yeah. the scene, like the shot setup wow. is almost identical. I did not pick up on that. Yeah, I noticed it in the trailer, and which is weird because we just Read it, yeah. It just happened because I was reading it at the same time that the trailer had just come out, and I was like, wait a minute. Oh, okay, okay. So that looks pretty cool, right? That's cool. And lastly, this is taken from um, someone named Jayla. I don't know her last name, but uh, she made a TikTok video. I asked if it was okay if I brought this up on the show, and she said yes. 
And she said, quote, near the end of the film, when Bruce hears the Riddler follower say that he is vengeance and you see the kind of recognition or click happen on Bruce's face, he goes and falls into the water. That was the moment that Bruce finally realizes his purpose as the Batman. Him falling into the water is a representation of a baptism or his renewal. And when he emerges, not only is he a literal beacon of light and hope with the flare, but he reaches out his first helpful hand. In the beginning of the movie, he left the guy he saved scared and on the ground, but now he's more focused on helping and what he can do to better the people in need rather than just punish the people that caused the need in the first place. And that person is, uh, her account is at oh what okay. Uh, so check that out. She does movie reviews. She's really interesting. She's yeah, a cool person. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, also on that note, I also want to say that I watched a review of the Batman that was presented by Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Who does movie reviews now, I guess? Okay. It just came up while I was searching reviews of the Batman, and I was like, fuck it. I'll watch this. Why not? And it was the weirdest fucking review. Okay. He doesn't like it because he thinks it's anti-police and woke culture. <laughs> and it goes against—this is an actual quote. It goes against everything—it uh, goes against everything foundational about Batman, which is a problem, quote. No, I don't think it does. Right. Well, his point is that he's learning— that it's not just about punching villains, it's about helping people. And he's like, but Batman's always been about punching villains. And I'm like, Ben, what do you have going for you? You're not a nerd because you don't know anything about this, about what you're talking about. You're not you're not handsome enough. Like, what? what is there? At is the, there anything there? At the end of the movie, he's not saying I'm not going to punch people anymore. He's just saying I'm going to do other stuff as well. <laughs> That's... What the hell? Whatever. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> so frustrating. And I also have a, a short list of hints that Batman aligns with the Riddler that we're given. The, what do you mean? That, oh, like, well, that, like that he's like that they're the same person or at least that the Riddler feels right. that way. You know, there's right. some small hints of that as well. If you'd like to hear some of those. Sure. Go for it. They both look through binoculars in a similar shot. I don't know if you caught that. I oh, caught yeah, that yeah. in the theater. Yeah, where I, I was see. like, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. little weird that it's the like almost there the same are shot. Like moments 15 where later. you think you're you're from the Riddler's perspective, and then it turns out you're actually yeah, yeah, from yeah. Bruce Wayne. They both first appear from the dark. Yeah, and Batman approaches Gotham's problems like a doctor journaling, searching for a cure. Riddler approaches it like an accountant looking for spots where the numbers don't add up and simply deleting them. Ooh, I like that. But also, kind of journal like. Both of them kind of general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more of a numbers. Yeah. There is a right way. There right. is a wrong way. The math doesn't add up, which also, by the way, him being a an accountant is the reason he was able to figure out where all the money was going. Oh, yes, you're right. Which they don't explain that really. That's in the movie, correct. And they should. <laughs> yeah, this movie should be longer. I'm fine with the movie being longer if it like adds <laughs> to it. I wasn't, ter- you know, I honestly, I was, I didn't hate the length of this movie. Like I said, if you were to take stuff out, I think you nickel and dime stuff out seconds by seconds by seconds. You could probably take out like 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes of this movie. I think you also have to be OK taking a hit from people watching. Like if if you're going to cut stuff out, you have to be OK with people being like, well, they didn't have them punching enough people or there weren't enough explosions. Right. But that's what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I have two questions. First question. Is this worth the 12 spinoff shows we're getting? No. Okay. Second question. Should they continue this arc? You know, honestly, I was going to ask the same question to you. I feel like if I got another one of these, I'd be fine. And if I didn't, I'd also be fine. I don't care. 
Honestly, if they were like, we're making another one, which chances are they are because it's making like a buttload of money. Fine. Cool. I'll, I would go see another one of these. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I'm just like, if you're going to go, if you're going to redo Batman again, which they will in another hour and a half, then let's go in a different direction. This time with two Jokers. Yeah, two Jokers. <laughs> oh, man. No Way Home version of <laughs> Batman with multiple jokers oh god with all with the jokers all the jokers that'd be actually that'd be awesome <laughs> but um not multiple batmans one batman no. multiple yeah. jokers <laughs> but that's the thing is like we okay i'm gonna then take this question and put it to you uh and try and up it if they go with another one who do we put in this like what what villains do we put in here oh good question my answer to the previous rendition is They can continue the arc, but I think it needs to be significantly more interesting. Right. So the way you fix that, I mean, look, our problem with this film was that it was too dark, too gritty, too angsty, so sad. Yeah. So angry. Also just very one One note note tone. That's right. The whole time. So at the very end, he realizes, oh, no, that's not who this city needs. It doesn't need vengeance. It needs hope. Right. So honestly... As long as we just get, I want something. It's like Matt Reeves was like, everyone was like, don't do another Joker thing. We've done the Joker a million times. So he was like, and he looked down at his script that had the Joker in it. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And he just crossed out the Joker and wrote Riddler. Don't do anything like the Joker. Just something else. Yeah. Hush would be cool. But I do think it is more of a tonal issue that like it needs to be more hopeful. Yeah. Which honestly Maybe it's a problem because our the Superman we've gotten recently has not been hopeful. I do feel like this Batman would work better if we had two or three movies before it of Superman being like super sunny and happy and doing the right thing because God bless America. I think this movie would have landed a little better. Right. I can see what you're saying with that. Yeah, I think you're on to something. I think if this is where he if he ends realizing that his purpose is not simply vengeance, then the next time you see in the idea that. Again, Gotham is a character in in itself. Then the next time we see the city, it has morphed into something else. And it's not so disgusting and greasy and gross that it's cleaned itself up and it's a little more bright. It's a little more hopeful. You know, we like you said, the the only time we see the daylight is like dusk or dawn. So now we could see maybe a midday. Because the sun is br- shines brighter during that time. <laughs> a yeah, springtime. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important as well to keep in mind that, you know, you said people looked at the Nolan trilogy and said, oh, people want dark. They want dark. They want gritty. But it's that's not what he was going for. No. Right. He wasn't going for dark and gritty. He was going for realistic. And that's what right. he hit. He was like, how how do we logic this in our world? Right. And he he kind of nailed it. There's he some did. stuff that is not quite real world. But for the most part, 95 percent of it could happen here. As much as you can adapt a, a man dressing as a giant bat. Right. He yeah. hit it. Yeah, yeah. And people. But because that target was on the opposite end of bright, sunny, shiny, goofy. Right. People were like, oh, that's the direction we need to go. Right. And it's not. You just have to get closer and closer to realism. Right. That's, yes, I agree with you. And whatever that means. Yeah. 
I think Hush would be really good. I think there that Court of Owls could work really well in this world. Yeah, I agree. And I know I had said like maybe Robert that'll Pattinson be, has done interviews where he's like, I want the next movie to be the Court of Owls. I and I said I thought if there was going to be a post credit scene that it would be that, and it wasn't. But I yeah. think that would have worked. And I had said even like you asked me, is the Court of Owls going to be in this movie? And I was like, absolutely not. But here's the thing: the way that the Riddler's plot ends, I was like, that would make sense for a Court of Owls that they are. You know, I don't know, orchestrate or he's going after that, you know, something like that rather than put the Joker in. He injects himself with, like you said, something looks like Venom. So I could believe you could stretch it enough that you could have a Bane at a normal, normal, a traditional, more of a Bane towards like what's in the comics with like a Venom type of injection and that type of thing. I could understand that. CGI is getting to the point where we could probably do that pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, there are a number of villains, like I said. But at the same time, I want to see a Mr. Freeze. I want to see a Poison Ivy. I want to see a villain that, like, has some sort of crazy ability that is not just a normal person. That would be cool. We haven't gotten that in a while. But the hard part about that, though, is that we first have to get Batman to be superhuman. In the way that he is in the comics. Yes, he is. I'm not saying for this movie it would have worked. He does have superhuman abilities. Those abilities are logical thinking and like detective work. And it we have worked to get for to this that point. By any, yeah. by any stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. That's like, what makes those like that's why you can have supervillains, powered villains in a world with Batman because he's always one step ahead of them. And this one just isn't quite there yet. Let's go on to the reading assignment. Let's. And it's about goddamn time. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, and and be swift about it. Yeah, I only have a few notes, but it's your assignment. I, I anyway. only have a few things to say. Yeah. So you gave me in preparation for the for Moon Knight coming up on Disney Plus. You gave me Moon Knight. Is it from the dead? Yes. I just saw the title up there. <laughs> not two seconds ago. From the dead by Warren Ellis. The artist is uh, Declan Shalvey. Thank you. Okay. Who also did the comic artwork for 28 Days Later. And yeah. uh, Warren Ellis also wrote Astonishing X-Men, Thunderbolts and Iron Man Extremis. Yes. So this is a good. It, listen, I had never really read anything from Moon Knight. I don't really know the character Moon Knight. If you're trying to re- find something to read in preparation for the Disney Plus show, which is kind of one of the reasons I think you gave this to me, this is a good preparation. It doesn't blow my socks off. One, because it's I think it's six issues, essentially, yeah. that are almost kind of individual. You know, yes. there's not really one overarching plot. There are six very small arcs. Yeah, they're like vignettes almost. Yeah. Um, but it very does similar to Batman Year One. Yeah, but it does give you a very good introduction to the character of Moon Knight. Really a lot of Mr. Knight. Yeah. But the idea that like this is a hero that is essentially crazy. <laughs> you don't get a lot of this is his origin story there's a lot of people talking about what his origin story might have been what they've heard it is that type of thing and there's coming off of the batman there are very similar scenes in this story to the batman with him walking into a crime scene and you know cops not liking him and the aftermath of that there's one issue in particular about a cop that who's like the cop in the batman who's like Yo, man, this is an active crime scene. Yeah. Uh, and it's almost so similar to the point that when I, I watched the, that scene <laughs> in the movie, 
I was like, did I already see this scene? <laughs> Where did I see this already? Yeah. And then I realized I had read it in a different comic. Yeah. But yeah, I, I as an introduction, I do like this as an introduction to the character because it gives you a little bit of everything. It gives you a little bit of the multiple personality. gives you a little bit of the Moon Knight. It gives you a little bit of Mr. Knight. So going into the Disney Plus show you can start to spot like, oh, this is the inspiration for this. And this is where this comes from. It also gives you an idea of like, this isn't, this show isn't going to be like Iron Man. Yeah. (laughs) The show isn't going to be like Captain America. This is a different guy. Yeah. You're going to have to reconfigure what you think of as like what a hero, a superhero does. Cause this guy's like, yeah, just fucking kill. Cause he's still trying to figure it out. I'll kill you. I don't care. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. I'll let you live or I'll just kill you. Whatever. Really. It's like whatever's easiest. Yeah. Whatever stops you the quickest. Yeah. It's not that he's a lazy superhero, but it is kind of fun to see a hero who's just like, like i got shit to do i fuck this yeah <laughs> like there's not i i, I we gotta pick up milk on my way home so let's yeah. just i was gonna stop you but now i'm just gonna slit your throat because it's just easier <laughs> that's fine it also shows how he bridges the gap between sort of our world and the other mm-hmm. whether that's a spiritual plane or you know there's one issue where he sort of goes into a uh psychedelic hibernation yes yeah 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 and you're like is this is he causing this yeah what's going on and it's all explained but it is uh but for a second but that's the other thing is like before it's explained you go i could see this being how this character just is yeah you know (laughs) i'm like oh okay this is a guy who can do this or will do this and he kind of is too like conchu who you don't really get a lot of in this. He's the guy who gave Mark Spector his powers. Right. You get some mention of it. Yeah. He yeah. is sort of always there with him. Kanchu is like a, a some sort of Egyptian god. Right. And uh, he's, he, but he's like. He's the god of people who travel at night. Something, something like, something like that. Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. He, and so he Moon is, Knight is that guardian. Yes. And Kanchu is very lazy. So he just right. like has someone else to, he's like, here, you take my powers and you do this stuff for me. Right. And he's not even that, he doesn't even discern very well. He's just like, yeah, whatever, you do it. Yeah. Well, I also like the idea of. Moon Knight is the protector of those who travel at night, which yeah. for an ancient Egyptian god makes sense because back in his day, you would have had people who would be traveling on these long paths and you would protect them from robbers and things like that. Right. But then you give these powers to this guy in New York City and it's just <laughs> like, well, what is that? What does that yeah. mean? Everyone travels at night and, you know, we, you know, a subway. So yeah. what the hell does that mean? And it just means anything. Yes. Because no one explains like a definite idea of what that is anymore because it does it's an antiquated idea yeah and so he's this guy who's like this mission for an antiquated idea and he's just like uh i guess it's just this (laughs) Uh, so you hurt this person while they were walking home so i'll kill you now yeah or it's this thing and now this guy's dead so i'll just kill you now like it just whatever i also love that it's they do a great job of like maybe they're giving the middle finger to dc with like they're like, why do you wear white? And he's like, I want them to see me coming. Yeah. He's like, that's yeah, the whole that's point. Fun. That's, that's fun the fun. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. There's this idea of like, I want, I like, I like being this a little fucked up, yeah. you know? And he kind of knows he's fucked up. Yes. Like he, he's aware that he is crazy. I might give you another one as we get further on. As far as I know, none of his 
Like, there hasn't been a redo of his origin story, which is what right. I sort of wait for, because honestly, it's boring as hell. Because it's one of those, it's from like the 60s or 70s or right. whatever, and it's like, mild-mannered Mark Spector is investigating. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. He's like, doing archaeology, and he's also like a Navy SEAL or something. Right, but that's the thing, is that they explain it, like some reporters trying to look into him right. for whatever reason, and they kind of explain it, and then yeah, you're yeah. like, "All right, but I'll it's just also go yeah, with exactly. That. It's also it's not important." Yeah, you know, that's and the they other kind thing of even make like, it seem like that in the comic, where it's just yeah. like he was an arche- archaeologist, and then he got killed, and then he woke up, and they're like, "But really? there's also like, yeah, so there's it. a comic I forget who it's by, but it's one I might recommend to you, okay. where he. Actually, that we have a video on our TikTok from a while back of me recommending Marvel comics if you like movies, if you yeah. like the MCU movies. Yeah, yeah. I mention it, I talk about it, I, I give the name of it, and I say who the author is and that. So go back and listen to that at the Media Lunch Break. There's a comic where he it starts with him like waking up, yeah, and he's in an insane asylum. Oh, and he's like, how did I? Where is? Where are my friends? How did I get here? What's going on? And he meets with his doctor, who is like his his caseworker in the asylum. And she's like, Mark, did you have another amnesia episode? And she's like, you will go over this again. But this is getting more frequent. I really need you to work on this. You've been here for six months. Every week or so, you lose your memory. You claim that you're this other person, this crime fighter known as Moon Knight. But that has never been the case. We have your entire family history on file. Right. Please try to remember this time. Here's your pills. Eat your food and go back to bed. And he can't change into Moon Knight. He is. But he's pretty sure that he was. But maybe he wasn't. And ah, it, it's, I'm interested. I would be interested. I know, to it's read that. that was the first yeah. comic of his I ever read. And it's very okay. interesting. OK, I would definitely be interested. Yeah, I might give you that when we're into the Oscar Isaac Disney Plus show. OK, great. Yeah. But as an intro, again, uh, uh, Moon Knight's going to be gearing up pretty soon. So if you're looking for something to kind of introduce yourself to the character before launching into the Disney Plus series. Yeah, this is definitely one Moon Knight from the Dead. It's very quick. It's easy it to is read. Very quick. You could just yeah. skim right through it. You know, you could read this whole thing really quick. Yeah. And then watch the first episode yeah. and be set to go. That's, it's that's, really fun. It is. That's fun. the thing I like the most it is about fun. it. It is classic Marvel fun with a little bit of a rated R twist. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. All right. You ready for yours? I guess. All right. I like the enthusiasm. I realized <laughs> I was trying to think what to give you. And I realized I haven't given you a whole lot of Justice League stuff before, have I? I don't think so. I think the last no. one, it's been a while. I think that was the last one, the Justice League International, I think. Last one was the Amalgam verse. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. So I think I looked up a couple of different ones that I think I might just parse out through over the next couple of uh, reading assignments. But the next one is going to be, I'm going to give you JLA Tower of Babel. JLA Tower of Babel is four issues. So it's also... Pretty simple for you to read, which I thought you would enjoy. I do, and I appreciate that. I just tried to write it down, and it auto-corrected to JLA Tower of Bagel. Yep. So that's what it is now. Yes, it is. Yeah, sorry. I'm looking at it on my computer. I'm looking I'm... at how long we've been recording. <laughs> yep, there's that, too. But, uh, sorry, I was trying to look at, what the fuck Chris, get us out of here. All right, Jesus Christ, let's get out of here. I was looking up the writers, and then I was like, you'll talk about it next time. Who gives a shit? Uh, actually, I know we've been recording a while, but hey, Andrew. Yep. Hey, Andrew. Yep. Hey, Andrew. Yeah! 
us. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where you can listen to our episodes a little bit early every single week. They, uh, they go up right at 8 in the morning on EST every single week. And then if you want to listen on Spotify. Look at you with the lingo EST. EST. It stands for Eastern Standard Time. Oh, you're so smart. Not many people know that. And if you don't know it, you're a dummy. <laughs> But uh, it goes up there at 8 in the morning every week. And if you want to listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever, you just have to wait like 30, 45 minutes. It just, you know, just to get a, just for the cogs to turn. Right. I don't know how the Internet works. You got to poke the hamster. I assume there's cogs and hamsters. Yep. They run in a little wheel. Yep. And then you get the vibrations that hamster makes the vibrations. Yes. Yes, please explain the internet. They go into your ear cans, mm-hmm. and then the ear cans go into your ears. Into the ears. Yeah, into all earbuds, if you have the earbud cans. The earbud cans. They're just <laughs> ear, little ear tiny can cans. Yeah, they're, they're little, little tiny, tiny cans, cans with a string on the end. That's the how the internet end. works. We put str- we put one, we have many strings on a can. On one can. Right as we're talking into it. One can. Many strings, but that's one in front can. of us. That's in front of us. One can in front of okay. us. And those many strings go out to millions of cans. Right. Okay, and they all, and those other cans also have many strings, and they connect to one can as well. Chris, let me leave. <laughs> you can also, find us, on, you can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook, we're on Instagram, youtube.com slash The Media Lunch Break to check out our videos. We're also on TikTok, I mentioned it before, our handle there is at The Media Lunch Break. Check that out. We have a very cool video. It's one of our... I was going to say it's our best video. It's not our best video by a long shot. But one of our better uh, videos, one of our videos that's done pretty well, is me talking about comics. If you would like to get into Marvel comics because you love the MCU films, I have like five comics that if you like those movies, you're going to love these comics because it can be very daunting to know where to start. So we've got that. One of them is that Moon Knight comic I was talking about. It's a great comic. Yeah. So go watch that video. Check it out. Uh, Also, go check out our video on... Why I think Captain America is worthy of Mjolnir and uh, type in the comments why you think I'm a fucking idiot. Because that's the new trend. You can also <laughs> visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash the media lunch break if you would like to give us some money. Oh, yeah. We love our patrons. Our patrons get cool stuff all the time. I was just telling someone about how one of the first things we put on our Patreon page was a collection of you saying the word um from a single episode and You're I put clown s- music I over that. it. You're a son of a bitch. It was great. I love that. I still have it in, uh, in on my computer and I listen it's to it the It's your ringtone, I believe, now. <laughs> That's right. You remembered. Thank you. So you can go over there. We also have videos that if you pledge enough money, mm-hmm. you get to watch the filmed version of this podcast and you get oh. to see us and we have graphics that go up and little news pieces as well that are on the bottom. It's really cool. We're very professional. Well, we don't sound we professional. We're very professional. So professional. You can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com, or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and a reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Give us a thumbs up and a subscribe there. And special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. Speaking of our patrons, she's uh, one of the, the best patrons we got. Yeah, she is. As always, it's my turn, right? Yes. As always, we just talked about the Batman. We just talked about Moon, right? Moon Knight. If you're looking for something for us to we talk just talked about. about Moonlight. That's right. Yep. Classic movie. It's like three years old. I don't think I can say that yet. If you have an idea of something you want us to be talking about, if you're like, hey, 
idiots. Stop talking about that thing. Start talking about this thing. Send us an email. Send us a tweet. Send it out. Uh, get in touch with us. We're always looking for ideas. If you've made something, love these. If you've made something, a comic, a movie, whatever, a podcast, doesn't matter, and you want us to give it a listen, to give it a watch, to give it a shout out, send it over. We will totally do it. We love doing these things. We love finding people who are making stuff and giving it a voice. If you have a reading assignment, we just did Moon Knight. I just gave Andrew Tower of Babel. If you're like, I just read this thing, you two should read this thing. And give a, you want to give us a reading assignment, send it over. Twitter, Gmail, whatever. Doesn't matter. Stop us on the street. Stop Andrew on the street. <laughs> Other than that, uh, he talked about giving and leaving a review. You can leave that right in app. Give us a five-star review. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You give us a five-star review. You can put anything you want in that review. It doesn't matter. You want to put the word suck in there? Give us five stars. Put it right in there. You want to talk about how the length of Andrew's beard and how it is really filled out since the last episode, I gotta say. Thank you, but they can't see it unless they're patrons. Well, just take it from me, guys. It's amazing. And go ahead and tell him that. It's because I've been building stuff. Nice. It just happens. Nice. Go ahead and leave it right in there. I'll tell you what, if you leave a five-star review and leave since Andrew is uh, apparently on a smoothie kick, heavy smoothie kick, I think he's using too many bananas. I'll fucking kill you. Wait, hold on. I want him to give you some smoothie recipes. I want some smoothie recipes for you so you can mix it up a little bit, you know? That's great. Yes, give me a smoothie recipe, but just know that I only like bananas. See, that's the thing. You gotta try it. You gotta try it. <laughs> and you'll find... Really good. Uh, you'll find some new All ones. right, all right. If, you, if anybody has some smoothie uh, recipes smoothie that they really five like. Five-star review, put a smoothie, I will try a smoothie it. recipe right Assuming it's not And Andrew gross. will try it, and he'll try it on the air. Within reason. Within reason. And by that, I mean it must have one banana in it. <laughs> That's it. But anything else you want. Okay, I don't know why I volunteer you to do stuff on air. That's not that's not okay. you're a dickhead. I am. <laughs> Other than that, I think that's about it. There it is. There it is. We made a thing, Andrew. There wasn't a thing. We made a and thing. And now there's a thing. That's how easy it is. Hopefully, while you were listening to this, you were also making a thing. If you weren't, go out there. It's this simple. Just go out and do a thing. Make a thing. Make something happen. Next week is going to be Tuesday News Day and the week Tuesday, after that. Tuesday News Day. Best day of the week, baby. The week after that, is Moon Knight out by then? No. Nah, I have no idea what we'll talk about. Who knows? Peacemaker? Ugh. We're just putting Peacemaker off. Every time I like, I say just <laughs> so that I could watch you do that face. We still haven't talked about Boba Fett. Ugh. We should do both. We'll trade off. When that actually the face isn't a bad one. idea, maybe we could do that. Let's put that in the hopper. That, that'll be like in the back burner. Because, uh, spoiler alert, I don't think I'd have a whole lot to say about Boba Fett. Yeah, neither do I. Probably not a whole lot to say about Peacemaker either. Did you watch Peacemaker? I did. I haven't yet. I liked it. Anyway, not the point. So maybe it'll be that. Or maybe it'll be something else. Who knows? We'll talk. We'll figure it out. And by will, I don't mean you people listening. I mean Andrew and I. We decide right. that. But if you have an idea, send it over. Yeah. If you want to figure it out for us. If you want to figure it out for us and you come up with some good, I'm way open to that because it saves me the trouble. Other than that. That's it. That's it. We're done.
This is one hell of a thing. I'm amazed this episode is as short as it is, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, honestly, I am too. I really, I was like, oh, we better strap in. This is going to be I was thing. pretty confident that we wouldn't talk about Moonlight. Moonlight. It's pretty confident we wouldn't talk about Moon Knight for too long. And actually, we didn't talk about Moonlight at all. We didn't. I know, which we should. Let's get into that now. I've never New seen that one. New episode begins. Oh, it's- yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Moonlight lunch break, bringing you all your Moonlight reviews. All in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and give the Oscar to La La Land by accident. My name is Andrew Dunn. Alongside me, as always, is my moonlight, Chris Treble. Say to the people, hello, whenever you're ready. It's not as easy as it looks, is it? It's very easy. Shut up. You're an idiot. (laughs)